You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. When the Holy Spirit goes to work in the life of a believer, it is a marathon. And here's the amazing thing. It's not the flash in the pan that proves anything. It's who comes across the finish line at the marathon, you know? You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. I'm going to give you a string of verses. You guys ready? Write small. Ephesians 2.22, watch this, listen up. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. What does that mean? He is writing, Paul is, to the believers in Ephesus, and he's announcing to them that you mere mortals, humans, can become the dwelling place of Almighty God by the Holy Spirit. It's called being a follower of Christ, or what Jesus again said, being born again. And you want to ask yourself, do I know that to be true in my life? Just very simple. Do I know that that verse is actually true in my life? There are a lot of us who can say, absolutely. Second thing is 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You say, Jack, no, come on. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, then I want to see you jump 45 feet. Or I want to see you, you know, shoot lightning bolts out of your fingertips. This is not a circus, and God is not a clown. And he's not some sideshow. That would accomplish nothing whatsoever of meaning. Listen, what will accomplish something of eternal meaning is that when the Holy Spirit goes to work in the life of a believer, it is a marathon. And some of us, when we give our lives to Jesus, some things change instantly. Some of you cussed like a sailor, and then you came to Christ, and it ended instantly. Or some of you had this pursuit, or that desire, or this, and there's some things that God, you know that, right in our lives, he took care of instantly. And then there's some things he took care of later. And there's some things he's still working on. And here's the amazing thing. It's not the flash in the pan that proves anything. It's who comes across the finish line at the marathon, you know? And this thing called Christianity is a life. And it's done by the Spirit of God dwelling in you. 
Secondly, under this, you guys, is the spirit of comfort within you? Is this, is he the spirit who possesses? You say, possesses? I don't like that word. Why don't you like the word? I think of the exorcist. Possesses, like possession? Totally. Possession. I don't know if you should use that word. (laughs) No, no, I want to use that word. You want to know why? Everyone who knows that the Lord has saved them knows something. And that is our lives are possessed by God. The Bible tells us he owns us. He bought us at a great price. Some of you might say, oh, I don't like that word because I'm, I'm free to live my own life. I'm free. I'm a free spirit. Yeah, I, mean, I used to be a free spirit. And it doesn't go well. What you want to do is you want to say, Lord, here's, here's, here's what you want to know. Dear God, I'm going to read your book and find out what you're all about. As you read this book, you know, uh, this is his love letter to you. And as you read it, supernatural. You know how somebody wrote you a letter in the eighth grade? And you went, oh my goodness, this is a forever love. <laughs> you called them up after school, talk all night. Hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up first. I never hang up on you ever. No, no, you go ahead. You hang up. No, no. You know that? And then you get a new basketball and it's like all over. <laughs> See this book? God says, Jack, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, it is with my loving kindness that I've drawn you to me. Jesus, you keep talking like that to me. And I just might fall in love with this whole person of who you are. Oh, Jack, that's not, that's not anything. Uh, listen to this. You let me in to your life, and I will never leave you or forsake you. And, and, and remember this, and never forget this. I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Listen, you start reading his book, his love letter to us, and it's like, okay, all right, this is amazing. What happens? You wind up yielding yourself to this love. And the more you do that, the more free you become. So much so, friends, that if the world comes along and says, hey, how about a snort of this or a shot of that or a, a drink of this? Technically, according to biblical theology, you could do a snort, a sniff, a, what did I say? A drink, a drop. You could do it. You don't lose your salvation. But you wind up realizing, I don't need to do that. You watch, watch my back. Right? Think of it. Do you, listen, if Christ is in you, you've got the power to walk away from stuff. Hey, I know your wife's away on a business trip. Why don't you come on over? The Christian starts laughing at that. It's like, Satan, really, can you like, could you be a little bit discreet? This is ridiculous. Are you hearing me? You walk away. How free is that? Can you walk away from temptations? Listen, if Christ is in you, you can. But if the world is in you, then listen, you're being set up. And Satan knows, by the way, he's for real. The Bible says he's real. Jesus says he's real and he's plotting. The Bible says that he's like a lion hunting you down. 
But I like the fact that the Bible says in Romans 9 here that if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Some of your Bibles have a correct translation where it says, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. That's the actual translation. Since. It's a statement of fact. How do we know? He's speaking to the Romans. He just, in the earlier part of the verse, gave them the endorsement of the Spirit of God is in you. And since the Spirit of God is in you, how does he do that? He dwells within you. He sets up his home. Isn't it amazing that, well, God is so esoteric. He's so uh, removed from us. uh, We could never know him. Well, is he our creator? Oh, yeah, yeah, he created us, but we could never know him. Then what kind of a creator is that? Are you hearing me? Don't you think for a moment. I'm just guessing. I don't know. But years ago, we were starting a church in Stuttgart, Germany. I had no idea that down the street was the Mercedes-Benz Museum. I would imagine that some guy Mercedes and some guy Benz, I'm thinking that they got together and they probably drove the car first. Can you imagine designing a car and finding some guy off the street? Excuse us, you want to try that thing out? No, no, nobody does that. The designer is intimately involved. The creator is intimately involved. If you invent something, you're going to be involved. Listen, God created you, and he's involved. But you and I have to invite him into our lives. All right, hang on, here we go. This is Jesus speaking. If you love me, keep my commandments. Don't worry about that. That's an easy lift. When he's inside of you, you delight in his commandments. (laughs) He does it. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. The word in Greek is parakletos, or paraklete. Para, one who comes alongside you. Klete, or kletos, to comfort you. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. He's going to come alongside you to comfort you all along the marathon. And, he will, and I will uh, give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Excuse me, but isn't that kind of like, let's fall in love with God words? He may abide with you forever. Don't you like that? The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Listen to this. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That's Jesus speaking. Did you get that, everybody? You guys awake? Jesus is saying, I got to go. I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. Notice what he says at the end. I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. Well, you say, which one is it? Holy Spirit or Jesus? Yes. (laughs) Jesus dwells within you by the person of the Holy Spirit. Listen, for that matter, when you choose to obey God, your mind is submitting to God the Father, if you think about it. The Spirit's at work in you. Jesus is at work in you. The Father's at work in you, all through the Word of God. That's why the Bible is a living, breathing book. Next verse, John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Talking about the human existence. Oh my goodness, people, please know this to be true in your life. Can you look at that and say, I'm so grateful. God is so awesome. Are you looking at saying, those are very powerful words. Um, What time's lunch? (laughs) This is eternal truth. 
But what spirit is in you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to my father, or going to the father, for my father is greater than I. That's awesome. See, why does it say it that way if they're co-equal, co-eternal? Because Jesus became a man forever to represent you and I. Isn't that amazing? He was our prototype. Next verse. John 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Let me qualify this because people, I lost them halfway through this verse because they started saying, honey, that's how we're going to get our new house right there, baby. <laughs> or that's how we're going to win the lotto or that's how we're going to get the, the whatever. No, 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 no. If you abide in me, personal relationship, and my word, the Bible, abides in you, okay, so now you're programmed by the Bible. You're going to have, you're going to, can I put it this way? You're going to bleed Bible. How's that? You will ask what you desire. Oh, you mean I'm going to, I'm going to actually start desiring the things that God desires? Yep. And God will answer those prayers. Always pray. That's why, by the way, the model, the thing that sums it up perfectly, when Jesus cries out to his father and says, Father, if there's really, if there's any other way this, this cup can pass from me before I go to the cross, if there's some other way man can be saved, let's do it. And then what did Jesus say? Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That's exactly what that means. I've prayed my prayer, God, but what's not of your word, take it out. And I tell you, friend, you can pray with confidence. Next verse. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Beautiful. Why would he do that? Fruit bearing, a godly, holy, powerful, awesome, dynamic Christian life. Next verse. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he, that is the Spirit, will testify of me. Isn't that amazing? John 16, 5. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Can you imagine Jesus saying that to you? It's going to be really good for you if I leave. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. Did you know that? Conscious. The Holy Spirit's job all around the world is to tell people, you shouldn't be doing that. You need, my, you need Jesus. And he says, of righteousness... And of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, and of righteousness because I go to my Father and you will see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler, this is Satan, of this world is judged. Amen, right? I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, here's what he's doing right now here in this building. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. 
He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Bible, wow. In John chapter 14, verse 17, it starts out by saying, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. What assurance. God is so good. How does he reveal himself to us in all kinds of ways? Depends on where you're at in life. Do you believe? Are you not a believer? There's a different way that he speaks. God speaks sometimes through circumstances. Not always, but sometimes. You gotta ask him, Lord, are you in this? Is this, is this what you want? Or is this what your word says? And, but he reveals himself. I blew it, by the way, this week. I should have known that God was revealing his goodness to me. God's been very good to me. Uh, that's an understatement. Um, but it was my annual visit to my doctor, and he's amazing. He's a great, he's, he's, he's just amazing. He's a nice guy. He's not only a genius, he's a nice guy. And, um, and he's way up in L.A., and it just takes you, you know, forever to get there and forever to get home. But you know what? Just like once a year, maybe twice a year. So I go, and it's amazing. It's just an amazing place. Everything's done right then and there. You do this. You put that there. You do this thing. They grab this. They pull on this. They, they put you upside down, the inside out. They do this. There's people in line with their machines. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I was in and out in less than an hour. And... And out I come. And the last thing was this. The last thing was when my doctor comes. And uh, he's got all the data that these machines have spit out. And the technicians bring them. And he comes and he walks in. And this is so cool. Thank you for praying, by the way. Thank you for praying. Watch this. He comes in and he goes, okay, so here's, here's what we have. So you came to me a year and a half ago. Here's your numbers in these categories. So he's showing me the numbers of my chemistry. Then six months after that, this is your chemistry. Six months after that, this was your chemistry. And here's your chemistry today right now. Just moments ago. And I go, okay. And he goes, I know how old you are. <laughs> he said, chemically, you've gotten younger. He said, your, your whole chart is reversing. And I said, what's this? I felt, <laughs> but then I go, it's because I have a great doctor. And he goes, now look, this guy is renowned. He's, he's very well known. He's a big deal. He went, he goes, you have a great God. And I, exactly. I went, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant to say. He said, you should have said what I said, and I should have said what you said. I got busted. But God reveals himself to you. He's not a private God. He takes up residence. And of all things, he says, I'll live inside of you. Try to, listen, search all the cults in the world. Search all of the world religions. 
and not one of them claim that their God will move inside of you. And the Bible tells us that he marks us down and seals us unto the day of redemption. Wow. If you trust Christ today, that's how saved you are from hell and from the power of the grave. For us, the believer, death is just a release. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that men have worried and lamented about death for all these thousands of years until Christ came because he took death on and he broke the grave. And Jesus said, if somebody were to die believing in me, yet shall he live forever. What an awesome God we have. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.